0: Hello, everyone. We have Allie DiGiovanni on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and hear her story. Allie, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. All right. Good morning. Um, first of all, Shelly, I seriously
1: need to thank you because this podcast has made uh, such a game changer for me in the last few months. So I appreciate you doing it um, and allowing us to be able to share and find others who have similar stories. Um, So my husband, Cody and I, we met in college our freshman year um, in 2013. We actually were from the same hometown though, but we didn't know each other until college. So kind of weird. We ended up settling down together in our hometown um, and we just got married actually February of 2020. So we both knew from the beginning that we definitely wanted kids. Um, Something that I've always been very passionate about and he just adores children as well. So we kind of, I'm a, I'm a teacher, so definitely a big planner and we're thinking, you know, summertime would be great to start trying um, puts me towards the end of the school year, the following year and everything like that. Well, I actually had my, um, IUD out in December before our wedding and I had been on different kinds of birth control for about 10 years um, so we decided you know after we got married that we weren't going to prevent any- anymore and obviously didn't think that anything would happen right away but sure enough um, that first month in March we got a positive and we were honestly um, both terrified Everything had just started happening with uh, COVID, and I actually had just gotten, you know, we started working from home, teaching remotely, and Cody's a physical therapist. Um, His hours were getting cut, and he was getting shifted around some of the, to the hospital and things like that, so I was so scared to tell him just because I didn't know what his reaction would be at that point in time. Um, Even though I knew that, obviously, we were going to be so excited, it was just, the timing of it was so hard to um, work around, and so I, I ended up telling him at dinner one night, and he just didn't even believe me. So of course, had to go take multiple pregnancy tests to show him in that moment. Um, so then it was, you know, all kinds of mixed emotions: um, excited, nervous, you know, thinking about all of everything going on with COVID right now. So a lot, a lot of emotions around that. Um, we decided to. Hold off on telling people I did tell my sister she is my very best friend always has been um and so I did tell her right away and I'm so thankful that I did because she has a almost one year old um, little girl and she just has been my rock, my sounding board through all of this, just being able to throw ideas off of and ask questions and everything like that so about a week into knowing we were pregnant, you know we had our eight-week ultrasound scheduled with my doctor, the whole prenatal workup. So we had quite a few, we found out right at four weeks. So we had a while to wait. Um, about a week into it, I had had some, some spotting, just dark brown spotting, which of course I say is normal. Um, but then I had like really bad pain on my left, lower left side. And so I called the doctor's office. They ended up not calling me back until later that day, like towards the end of the workday. And Told me that they would suggest going to the ER. Well obviously with COVID that was not something that we wanted to do um, but they they suggested just going in obviously checking for um, an ectopic or anything going on in there. So my husband takes me and here we have to call our parents to let them know what's going on. So this is how we get to tell them about our first child on the phone, crying that we have to go to the ER, um, and we 're unsure of what 's going on with this pregnancy, so <clears throat> that was really hard for me i 'm really close with all of my family, my mom, my dad, um, even his parents, so asking you know his mom to come watch our puppy and um, telling my dad because I was still on his insurance, uh, that was so difficult for me to have to tell them that way, um, but they were really supportive, and Cody took me in, and of course he had to tell me goodbye at the registration desk because he wasn't allowed in to the back um, with me. So I'm going through all of this alone. My first time experiencing it, not knowing what to ask, not knowing what's going on. Um, They did all the blood work. They did an internal ultrasound. My HCG levels at that point came back at 453, I believe. So They confirmed that there was a pregnancy there, but on the ultrasound, of course, it was so early that they couldn't see anything, um, which was good and bad that they didn't see anything ectopic or anything alarming in that sense, but they needed me to come back in the following week to follow up, so that was on a Thursday, I believe, in April, and they had me come back like the following Monday. So it was only a few days later and my doctor ordered another ultrasound. So I had a second internal ultrasound done. Um, and still the tech couldn't really see anything at that point, but they did run my blood work again and my HCV was doubling. So we just had to kind of wait it out from here and give it some time and see what would happen. Um, so we scheduled another ultrasound. I think it was about 10 days later. I would have been, should have been seven weeks one day at that point, I believe. So it was a Friday and Cody actually got to go with me at this point. They had kind of changed things so that pregnant women were allowed one visitor. Um, So that was really nice having him come in with me and not having to stare at the screen by myself. So the tech this time started with an abdominal ultrasound and we could see more, um, and definitely see, you know, in the sack and there was something there, but we couldn't quite see all of the details that we were hoping right away. So I am terrified at this point. I, you know, I'm already crying. They sent me to the bathroom because they needed to do an ultra an internal at this point. So I'm, you know, just in the bathroom praying that something will show up in the internal and we go back out. Um, She starts the internal, and sure enough, right away, we see that heart beating, and that was just the most incredible feeling. Um, Seeing, like, Cody's face light up in that moment was something that I cannot even, wrap, you know, find words to talk about because he just saw that heartbeat and immediately fell in love. Um, The heartbeat was 119 at that point, so, you know, my doctor felt like that was, an okay heartbeat, um, but we were measuring about six weeks. So we were about a week behind. At this point, nobody sounded concerned about that whatsoever. You know, I kind of asked the tech, you know, is that something that is normal at this point? Can we catch back up? And she didn't really have a lot to say, which I know they usually can't. We did see my doctor then shortly after that, and he was confident they gave me a due date of December 18th. Um, So, of course, that's super exciting. You can start planning everything out um, the whole rest of the year. You know, when are you going to find out the gender? And when are you going to tell everyone? How are you going to announce it? Um, So everything starts running through your head, you know. Uh, Following that, I continued having some spotting. And then along with the brown spotting, I now started to have some bright red bleeding. And it wasn't a lot. They were thinking that maybe it was from the internal ultrasound following that. Um, but we kept an eye on it. And so I continued spotting over the next couple weeks. So they got my labs drawn again to check my hCG, And around the eight-week mark, so it would have been about a, an eight-week or a week later, I think, um, we found out my hCG was rising but not quite doubling. So obviously that was concerning to my doctor. Um, so, he ended up ordering another ultrasound. Um, so, at this point, you know, I'm, again, absolutely terrified, unsure of what's going on. Um, Cody couldn't go with me to this one because he had to work. So, I had my mom go with because I was so scared to go alone. So, we go in the entire time. I just can't even breathe. And the tech can see it on her face. And my mom can see it. Um... And sure enough, there was that baby, uh, strong heartbeat, 167, you know, my mom was again amazed at this and just so excited right away. They didn't mention our dating at this point, um, but I was around eight weeks and he didn't change my due date following. I went into him right after the ultrasound, my doctor, and he didn't change the due date. So was confident at this point okay everything's happening like it should we're eight weeks we'll be able to tell people in a few weeks um and just really exciting at this point uh so about a week later we decided we're going to tell some of uh not some just a couple of my cousins uh, we're really close with so we brought an ultrasound over and we told them and they were so excited for us um And it was just a really nice feeling to get to share that news with people in in that fun way, because we hadn't gotten to do that yet. Um, That same night while we're over there having dinner, I ended up starting to bleed again. So, you know, I'm a little worried, but I'm like, okay, it's not that much. It might be fine. Not a big deal. Saturday comes around and the bleeding gets worse. And I just have this terrible feeling that something is going wrong. Um, of course it's the weekend and again, COVID is happening, so I'm not in a rush to go to the ER because I wasn't in pain yet and I wasn't like bleeding to the point where I was filling a pad more than an hour. So we just kind of kept waiting it out. Um, I did contact my doctor Friday evening, but I hadn't heard back anything yet over the weekend. Um, so Saturday, though, as it got, got kept getting worse, I was terrified. Uh, Cody did everything he could to try to keep me calm and just remind me that it's probably fine, you know, things happen, Bleeding uh, can happen throughout, like trying to stay calm. But as we got into Sunday, it just got worse. And now I was clotting. Um, so I kind of knew based on experiences from um, just, you know, different Facebook groups and women that i've talked to um that this probably was not good so sunday we had gone out to run an errand quick and i told cody i think we need to stop and get you know just like extra like large pads and you know all of the all of those things because the bleeding was getting so much worse and i kind of knew what was happening um so i just wanted to be prepared so we grabbed tylenol and all of that and just bummed around all day laying around on the couch watching netflix and um in the afternoon the pain started to come on pretty bad so cody you know got me my heat pack and took tylenol trying to ease some of the pain and it just wasn't doing anything so at this point i am like keeled over in pain we have no idea what to do i actually ended up reaching out to a family member who had in the past had a miscarriage at home and asked her opinion. I'm calling my mom crying, asking her opinion. What do I do? Um, Everyone's telling me to go to the ER, but we just kept holding out and I just kept rushing to the bathroom, feeling like I just need to go to the bathroom. I just need to go to the bathroom and more blood and clots just kept pouring out of me. And now, you know, Cody and I are to a point where, we had never he had never experienced something like this um something so vulnerable with me yet and so he was seeing this whole new world um and he just kept getting me what i needed um but he was so so scared in that moment and he just did not know what, what to do for me um and what the right thing to do was so um, you know it was essentially like Contractions, from my understanding, obviously I haven't given birth to a full term child yet, but it was the pain was just coming on for a couple minutes, and then it would just ease up, and I would have to run to the bathroom, and then it would come on again, sharp, strong. So that was interesting for me to experience that aspect of it with only being about nine weeks along. Um, I didn't really expect it to be that painful. Um, so, you know, as the bleeding had started at one point in earlier on, they had told me, you know, just watch for clots like bigger than the size of your fist. And I couldn't even imagine that coming out of me. So as all of these clots are pouring out, I, you know, I'm obviously watching and um, eventually, you know, I went to the bathroom and sure enough, I could tell something large, like the size of my fist came out of me. and. I just yelled for Cody, and he came rushing in, and we knew at that point in time that I had passed our baby. Um, So I was in shock in that moment. Um, The pain, the physical pain was gone, and I just had, like, no emotion at that point. Um, I could not believe what I was looking at. I didn't know what to do next. so I honestly, like, it, I feel terrible about it at this point, but I, you know, we just had to flush the toilet and move on. And I looked at Cody and I said, I need you to go get me the toilet bowl cleaner. <laughs> In that moment, that's what I was worried about was cleaning out our toilet because I didn't know what else to do. Um, I don't know that I've ever told anybody else that part either. So that'll be interesting to see some reactions from that. Um, so we called our parents um and let them know kind of what happened obviously they didn't really know what to say to us um but we knew that they were there if we needed them and we ordered in some food and we turned on a movie and we laid on the couch together and that's where we spent most of that night um you know i called the doctor immediately the next morning and they didn't call me back for a few hours so we actually went and picked out um, some flowers to plant in our front yard and kind of just focused on something positive to do together in that moment Um, which I'm really thankful for now that I think back on it because I think that if I would have just continued to lay around I wouldn't have um, been able to see the the little bit of light that was still out there. Um so we picked out a bunch of plants and we planted a um really pretty planter that was in it's in the front of our house at this point. Um and we planted some flowers out there too. Uh so my doctor called during that time when we were doing that and or the nurse I think called and said, you know, we want you to go get your blood work done today and then in two days. So We had already been out and about. I was frustrated that I had to go back out and go get my blood work done. But I had that done. They didn't even ask, you know, how are you doing? I'm really sorry. There was no empathy whatsoever. Um, And that was a little disturbing to me. So uh, I did the blood work, you know, Monday and then Wednesday. And I hadn't heard back anything on Wednesday. So Thursday, I called the office And they said they would have someone call me back. And I had another doctor call me back. So it turns out my doctor was out. And another doctor called me back. And she was fantastic. Um, She spent a few minutes talking to me, giving me a couple resources if I needed them, asking them what, you know, resources I might need. Um, So that was really comforting in that moment to have somebody actually asking that and giving me the information that I might have needed. She did confirm that my levels were dropping quickly um, confirmed that I most likely did get have everything passed naturally at home which I was again grateful for um, if you can be grateful for any of it I was grateful that it happened at home and I didn't have to go through um, you know either taking the pills to help it along or um, a DNC because I just I at this point I'm I wanted to get you know past it and move forward and Able to start trying again. That was like the only thing set in my mind already at this point in time. Um, so I actually then ended up meeting with my doctor the following week, and he was so rude, um, no sympathy whatsoever, never said, I'm sorry, never asked how I was holding up, how I was doing, um, just straight to the point. Yep, you had a miscarriage. And um, this is what, you know, I think we should do. He told me we needed to wait three months to start trying again, which I was a little frustrated with because I had read so many different opinions on when you could start trying again. And having passed everything at home naturally, I was thinking that we would be able to, you know, wait a cycle probably and start trying again after that. Um, And he told me, you know, you, I'm just giving you my recommendation, but I don't want you to end up back in here in a couple months and me saying, I told you so. And at that point in time, I was just, I I couldn't even wrap my head around what he just said to me. I couldn't even make up words. I was so frustrated. Um, So I immediately called Cody when I got done with that appointment and I told him, I do not want to see this doctor anymore. We need to switch. Um, So I called them the following day and they got me into a female OB in their same office um, and they got me in really quick so that I could get, you know, set up with her. So I met her maybe the following week or a couple weeks later and her nurse from the beginning was amazing. She spent so much time talking to me, asking how I was handling things emotionally, um, offering her opinion and experience with it, And, you know, giving me even some things that we might be able to try following up with that miscarriage. My doctor was also incredible. Um, She told me that we could wait a cycle and then start trying again, which gave me a little bit more hope. um, Just because I felt like the only thing I could control was the ability to be trying. Um, So she also offered me some different resources, um, some different groups that were available, which I thought was really great because my other doctor didn't even acknowledge the emotional side of things. Um, And she talked about the idea that if we were to experience a second miscarriage, she would begin testing following that second one. She said, typically people wait until the third to consider it recurrent, but she doesn't want to see anybody get to a third miscarriage. So that made me feel really um, at least positive looking forward and and glad that I switched doctors right away because I knew that I needed somebody that would kind of understand. And I think that female aspect was really important to that um, just because she at least could somewhat understand what the female body can do and um, did for me in that moment um and what my body had been going through so you know I started tracking we had been tracking with Ava I used the Ava bracelet so I was starting to understand my cycles a little bit more um we started tracking again I started my next period exactly five weeks later um so I was in a way, excited to see that I got that period five weeks later because I felt like that was somewhat normal timing for a cycle, and I was looking forward to be able to start trying again. Um, I know that some people struggle emotionally, and you know the first couple times was really hard, and it did take some time for that to happen. But again, I'm the type of person that wants to focus on what we we can do about it, and. In my mind, the only thing that I can do is take care of my body and make sure that we're, you know, actively trying on the right at the right time. So, um, tracking from there, my period lasted about a week, pretty normal. Um, Taking OPKs, you know, watching my basal body temperature, and we, I think, we finally ovulated. That was like day twenty. Um, cycle day 20 so I felt like I was a little late but I looked back at my charts my AVA charts and that's what it had been recommending um, as my ovulation date prior to my first pregnancy so I felt like that was probably pretty accurate Um, so you know we that was July and we were on the way to my sister's bachelorette party actually we did a um, small bachelorette party for her in Lake of the Ozarks and we were driving down there and we stopped at a gas station and um, sure enough in the gas station, I get my period. And I'm in the gas station bathroom with all the other girls waiting outside. Thank goodness my mom was with us and driving one of the cars because I just called her falling and said, I need you to bring me my purse. I need a tampon and um, you know, she brought that in right away. So devastating to get that second period. Um, Was not expecting to feel that way, since that first one kind of gave me some hope. But getting that period was incredibly hard. Um, You know, I cried about it the first couple days, and then, you know, tried to move on and tell myself, okay, we're, we're, back on track we're gonna start trying again and just really try to focus on that positive I will say throughout those first couple months um, things were hard I was home by myself a lot I we had gotten a puppy in March as well so it was just me and our puppy Archie pretty much every day um, my husband was now working a lot of extra hours picking up overtime Um, just because of the way his hours were getting cut. And then his hours started getting added back in on top of it. So I was alone a lot. Um, My sister and I are both teachers. So we were teaching remotely until June. Um, And so we just started spending a lot of time together during all of this. And her little girl, my niece Mia, is just like, she's my whole world right now. Um, She was such a light for me during all this she was probably like the only thing that truly made me happy um and we spent just about every single day together so I'm so grateful for us living close together and the relationship that we have because I just don't know how I would have you know found my smile and my laugh um without her experience um other people did tell me you know more recently that they did notice I was very disconnected um, throughout the summer. And my response was kind of like, well, yeah, I lost my child. Like that causes disconnect all around. um, And I didn't know how to move past it. So it was just a lot of learning about myself, um, learning about what makes me happy, um, who makes me happy and really focusing on that. Uh, We started to get back into the groove of school the beginning of August, Um, and we found out we would be going to school in person. That was the plan, so I kind of switched my focus into getting my room ready and getting things ready for my classroom, my kids, and um, it was nice to still have my sister during all that time because she's also teacher and we teach actually our buildings are connected so we can see each other pretty much anytime we want which is great Um, so we spent a lot of time in each other's classrooms helping one another um, and that was nice to have something to focus on so August I started feeling like a little bit more like myself again not that I will ever be the same person I may have been prior to our miscarriage, but I at least started feeling like I could wake up and feel somewhat confident going into each day. Um, so August 20th, I think it was, I got a very, very faint positive pregnancy test, um, just on a cheapy, uh, like pregnant strip. So, the first thing I do is send a picture to my sister, and it's just all caps, is there a line on this? And she immediately replied, Yeah, I saw it right away. Um, so, I didn't want to tell Cody right away because I wanted to see what would happen the following day or two just to make sure that that would stick. Um, so I tested obviously the next day and the line got a little bit darker and I was still sending pictures to my sister and I went and got, um, you know, the, the dark, the more expensive, like clear blue or what at first response I think they are with the pink lines and tried that way. And, you know, I'm putting it into all of my apps, uh, my thermometer and the pre and using, um, uh, I used the Ava app, obviously, to track, too, so that one didn't necessarily tell me, but I was just waiting for it to pick up that there was a pregnancy, and it wasn't quite doing it yet. I think that second night, I I was only, like, I think I was 12 days past ovulation the first day I got it, so, I mean, I was close to missing my period, but I was still testing a little bit early. Um, so... Uh, I saw them getting darker. And I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to tell Cody, I didn't get to tell him in a super exciting way the first time. So I made a cute little onesie. And I had a bib tucked away uh, with a rainbow already on it. And so I pulled those things out. And I put the t- test out. Um, I think it was that Friday morning and had, you know, had it out there ready for him when he came out to leave for work. And he was so excited this time. Um, and And I was too, there wasn't even like as much fear as I anticipated there being in my in my mind. So we're both, you know, I, I told him it's really early, they're really faint, like I'm waiting for them to get darker, but I just needed to tell you. I wanted you to know. Um and we're just so excited. And we both agreed that we would obviously try to wait to tell our parents, at least until we got blood work confirmed. So I called my doctor that day as well and she wanted to do hcg draws five times every three days for so that would have been over the course of 15 days so I had my first one that day that Friday and then the following one on Monday and they called Tuesday I think and I had gone to the grocery store and I I was taking tests all weekend long um and they weren't really getting much darker so I kind of had an idea in my head that this wasn't going to be a viable pregnancy But before I realized that, I was just so excited and we were with my parents um, and my sister and um, some family just at their house. And they were all, you know, having drinks and asking me, do you want something to drink and this and that. And I hadn't really drank anything, any alcoholic beverage since prior to our first pregnancy in March, Um, just because I was trying to do what was best for um, my body this entire time. So, I was like, Cody, can we just tell them? Like, I just really want to tell them. I, I think they'll be excited. And so, he just took my phone and pulled up the picture and showed, showed my dad. And my dad was just so excited right away. And I told him, you know, it's super early. They're really faint. I, we want to tell you just because, like, I want you guys to know type of thing. But just so you know, like, it's, it's not confirmed at the doctor's office yet or anything like that so everyone's super excited for us. It's just like my stepmom and my dad and my sister that knew at this point. And I ended up telling my mom the next day and she also was super excited. Uh, We were going to tell Cody's parents that day too, but his dad had left for work out of town. So we decided to wait until later that week until his dad got back. And we also felt like then we would have confirmation from the doctor that the blood work was at least rising like it should. So I think it was Tuesday morning, the doctor called me and I was leaving the grocery store going to school and I knew right away that it just wasn't good news. Um, the doctor actually got on the phone and she told me that my levels had stayed the same. They were only like 29 on Friday and they were 28 on Monday. So that kind of told her right away that it wasn't a viable pregnancy. Um, Or she was worried that there was residual tissue left over from the first miscarriage. Um, And she wanted to do a DNC. And I was just immediately terrified. I did not want to have a procedure. I didn't want things to get drawn out longer from when we could try again. Um, She said, though, that we could test the tissue with the DNC, which was one thing that I would have um, liked to do just so that we could have maybe had an idea of what was going on. Um, So she had me get my blood drawn again three days later just to see what my numbers were at. And the following, so that was Thursday. And so the following week on Monday, they called me and they had, they had not um, dropped according to the nurse. They were the same. So the doctor wanted me to get them drawn one more time and come in and um, meet with her and this week I was getting ready to start school with kids in person so I was like there's no way I can have a procedure this week like what am I supposed to do about this so get my blood drawn right away go to the doctor's appointment and they had that they actually dropped she just wanted to make sure that they stayed low so they were already at like three which is what they consider just about negative for my doctor's office and then that day when I got them tested they were under two I think so she confirmed that this was just a very early miscarriage um and decided that we would do some blood work for uh the blood clotting disorder then possibly some genetic testing so we started with the blood clotting disorder and all of that came back fine um i have added in some different vitamins and based on her recommendations now to my daily routine day i am going to get tested late um, we started tracking, which was about a week and a half after. Um, and so it's, I ended up this week finally getting a positive OPK on cycle day 21, which is obviously the progesterone testing we're going to do on 26. I think to see if that has anything to do with it. I also used the approved strips in July and they all were, Positive. Um, so, I mean, it at least confirmed ovulation. So, I actually have a set at home to use with the cycle two, but we're also going to have that blood work done. So, it's just been a lot um, in a very short amount of time, on top of everything going on with COVID 19. Um, I have found over time, though, that sharing about my experiences has helped me tremendously. Um, I started just by telling, you know, a couple of close friends what had happened, Um, one that had gone through a miscarriage recently and actually just had her rainbow baby, Um, and just a couple others that I, you know, felt like they could probably tell that something just wasn't quite the same with us um, throughout the summer, and I felt like it was important that they know. And it was just amazing how how much better I felt after being able to talk about our experience. Um, I hated the idea of pushing it aside and acting like it never happened. I hate the idea of people thinking that just because um, these babies didn't make it to full term or even, you know, through the first term that they weren't our babies. Um, and I think that sometimes my husband even has a hard time wrapping his head around that, not experiencing the hello
0: Shelly oh my gosh okay can you hear me I can hear you now yeah okay I could see that what like yours was still recording on my computer because I can see when you're talking but like my (laughs) phone just like went out like I'm like I can't (laughs) hear her I don't know if you can hear me I'm not even sure where I think we got everything, but were you were you like? Did you end and then you were waiting for me? Yeah, I don't. I okay, mean, I guess I I really know how to like wrap
1: it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I I, think, we're just about. That's kind of my life right now. We're
0: just here. That's that's okay. what, that's where. I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> Let me move around for a second. Allie, thank you so much for sharing. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Yeah.
1: Um, I think one thing that I'm, I'm still learning um, is to just ask for help when you need it and telling people what you need. Um, that's not something that I've ever been good at. But over time, you know, especially experiencing a second one now, it, it's just taught me that sometimes I am not emotionally okay, and I need to tell people that, um, and I need to tell them what it is that I need from them in response. So I think it's just really important to take care of yourself physically and emotionally, and that comes from either, you know, telling people what you need or telling them what you don't need. Um, and again, that's something I'm working on, but it's been helping as
0: I'm learning more about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so?
1: Um, Instagram has been a great way. I've already connected with a few women that I've actually shared already. Um, I think you have my Instagram handle um, on there. I think it's like AllieDG10, maybe. And yes. then even Facebook, too, is fine. I'm in the Life After Miscarriage
0: group on there. Um, so that works too. Awesome. And I'll go ahead and link your Instagram in the description of this episode. And as always, the Life After Miscarriage Facebook page is linked in the description of this episode, yeah. you guys. So go there, check it out, reach out to Allie. That's what this is all about. Thank you so much for doing this, Allie. We really appreciate it. And I couldn't do this without you girls.
1: Thank you, Shelly.
0: All right. You'll have to keep us posted and we'll talk yes. soon. Yes. Okay.